It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. George Hill driving the basket, no good. Rudy, tip follow-up and in 19-6. You are locked on jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Jazz for the 11th of April. The Jazz go into Golden State and are just the fifth team to win and knock off their 50th win of the season. The playoff picture still looks like five in the West, and we'll discuss that a little bit more with projected scheduling. Plus, Steve Kerr, effusive in praise for Quinn Snyder and the Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's program, Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on podcast network if you've already given us five stars it's greatly appreciated uh, it matters helps pr- super uh and if you've told three friends we're heading into the playoff rush you want to have good people to talk to about the nba about what's going on i'd say let's make sure you tell three or four of your friends so you have smarter people to talk to about the nba and everything going on with it today's show is brought to you by murdoch hyundai as well as by our friends at SeatGeek. we'll talk about both of them coming up here in just a few minutes glad to have them thank you very much for supporting uh our podcast locked on nba there are three episodes that are all evergreen the most recent is with kevin pelton and i really thought it was super so I hope you get a chance to grab and listen to that. It was kind of an intellectual basketball conversation. Then Nate Duncan and I did awards, and the scout and I did playoffs and awards, and they're all evergreen. They're all there for you. So uh, if if you need a little extra content, uh, certainly enough out there for you on the program today. All right, uh, Steve Kerr had some great comments about uh, Quinn Snyder, we'll have that for you. Uh, we'll talk about last night's win, the veterans stepping up, and some fun things there. We'll look at the playoff projected schedule. We just don't know. I'm just hypothesizing and a little bit around the NBA. That's all coming up on today's program. Let's first go check the pins across the world. All right, this is the coolest pin I've ever got. I Only because it's completely like <clears throat> me being a fan. So I, I look at yesterday at my pins and there's a pin uh from a guy by the name of steve nyman and i'm like that can't be the steve nyman can it well steve nyman is a world cup skier that is grew up in sundance he's had this great career uh and then just like really impressively, I don't know if he would agree, but kind of right when his career was about to fade a tiny bit or everyone thought he would at, at age 32 or 33, he just got hot again. Uh, and in the last two years, uh, won 
uh, I think D eight uh, downhill races in 2015, 16. And this year he had a he had a really tough crash. Helicoptered off. It was it was tough. You could if you want to Google it and watch it. I'd rather you watch good re- results. But anyway, I um, I see this name and. Uh, here it is. Here's your pin. I was hesitant to write you until I heard you talking about your kid making the U.S. Junior Championships. I'm not sure if you're a skiing fan, but I'm on the U.S. ski team. Travel the world all winter racing downhill and on FIS Alpine World Cup circuit. I'm from Sundance, Utah. i a lifelong jazz fan. We didn't have TV as a kid, so I would sit in my bed with my Walkman and try and find the perfect tuning on the radio to listen to games. Your podcast is my daily dose and current connection to the jazz while I'm competing in Europe all winter. Talk, uh, thank you for all your work and your ability to stay in touch with the jazz over, while I'm overseas. I'm fired up for the playoffs this year. Go jazz. And we actually went on and talked a bunch more, and he told a good story about t- he and Ted Ligety, who uh, is, you know, the greatest male skier in the world uh, coming off injuries, but pr- still probably the greatest male skier in the world right now, and grew up here in Park City, and that the two of them during the World Cup will be talking jazz and that they don't have much of anyone else uh, to talk jazz basketball. So there, uh, that is the fastest, unquestionably the fastest pin across the world is Nyman probably hitting 75, 80 miles an hour with regularity. That was cool. Uh, on a personal note. So I just had to share that. Uh, that was really, really cool. Let's go to our tip-off story of the day. And our tip-off story of the day is this comment from Steve Kerr about Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz. I've done an amazing job with all the injuries. And um, I've uh, known Quinn for a long time, and it, it doesn't surprise me. He's, he's uh, rock solid. Uh, he's um really good coach. Um, watching them on tape, they're innovative. Uh, they play together. They defend. Um they're just a, a smart, tough basketball team, and um, he, Quinn deserves a lot of credit for that, and he'll probably um, get some votes for Coach of the Year, which he deserves, and, and um, I'm really happy for him and happy for their franchise. Um, you know, they've done a really good job over the last few years of, kind of rebuilding and, and um, putting together a good roster, good coaching staff, and uh, I guess not surprising given the the success that the franchise has had uh, over the long haul. Everyone in this league speaks well of everyone else, but that had a different tone to it. That had a specificity into some of the things we're doing. It had a relationship. Uh, that, I thought, was a, was a really neat comment from Steve Kerr on, on very many levels. Uh, one, I think the respect of understanding the plight of this team and the injuries uh, that the Jazz have had. The Jazz TV broadcast, which is just terrific, had an amazing note about amount of games played by the backcourts of the eight playoff teams. And the Jazz, by far, Hill and Hood, have played the fewest games together uh, all year. And uh, it's really, to that, that is a testament to kind of another good example of what we've talked about a lot, which is, hey, we all know what the the Jazz injury situation is, but the rest of the league does too. And if you're wondering, is this something we've just kind of made up on our own and and we've made this as our own storyline to make? No, the league has taken notice of a franchise that just with the leadership of, of head coach Quinn Snyder, built by Dennis Lindsay, and then the play of the individuals, the fact that they... Uh, that this team has won 50 games, which is, you know, as Quinn says, it's a round number, but it's an important round number. Uh, it's it's quite an accomplishment, despite just being crippled by injuries. Uh, the Jazz become the fifth franchise in NBA history to ever 
go from 20 wins one season, 30 the next, 40 the next, and 50 the next. The Portland Trailblazers under Nate McMillan with LaMarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy did it. The Cleveland Cavaliers with Mark Price and Craig Elo and Larry Nance and I think Ron Harper and Brad Doherty did it. And those are probably two really good comps kind of to who we are, where we sit, what we're doing as a franchise uh, right now. But I thought those comments for Quinn from Steve Kerr, one, uh, the comment of innovative. And that's truly what Quinn is. We run different stuff. We run a different style. We run a... Uh, with some creativity. I've talked about it a lot on the program. Uh, we're one of the only teams that runs our guys straight away from the basket. Uh, we run a lot of our picks where our guy starts at the baseline and runs straight out away from the basket, gets a pick, curls around the back top side of it. Uh, we started this last year. It's almost impossible to guard. Uh, if you just, if I, it's very hard, and maybe we'll do some video stuff as we get ready for the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> but the if you think about it and you watch it, if Hayward is running, let's say he's running straight up the left lane line and he gets a, a pick from Gobert. He's got a pick from Gobert at the top waiting and the ball sitting, you know, on the left wing. If the defender trails him, then Gobert gets him on the pick. Gordon catches, curls the other way. The defender's late. Now what happens at that point is Gobert's man steps out on and on Gordon and Rudy rolls to the basket and because the defender trailed Gordon he's now behind Rudy Rudy rolls straight to the basket for a dunk if the defender guesses and tries to gap it on the opposite side of where Gordon's going to go then Gordon can then Rudy can step over pick him and Gordon goes back door if the defender stays under that pick Again, Gordon's coming from the baseline straight up to the top. That pick is waiting for him, facing toward the basket. Gordon's running away from the basket. If the defender tries to stay under, Gordon pops to the top, and that's where you see Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, getting a lot of those threes where they catch Turl. Rudy then flips the pick, and they're sitting wide open at the top. It's innovative. It's different. No one else does it, uh, or very few other people do it. The rest of the league will start. Quinn brought it to the league. Uh, We run dribble handoffs and double staggers around the outside at different angles than other teams do. Uh, It's part of the reason why we're so slow in pace is it takes us a long time uh, to get into some of these things. And then when teams uh, do blow them up, we get late in the shot clock, and that's probably our weakness. But the strength we get out of it is out of all these other things. So that's the innovativeness that Quinn's time, the togetherness these guys have been really awesome all year. Uh, to, even last night, no Hood, no Hayward, no Favors. The Warriors played their full bore for without Clay Thompson for three quarters. Game was tied. Fourth quarter, Durant played four minutes. Curry and Dr- Green didn't play. Joe Johnson was just simply better than everybody else at that point. Uh, and it's a um, you know give them give the Jazz credit, though I'm much more impressed by the first three quarters of staying with the Warriors. Uh, while their onslaught um, has continued and feels as though, you know, and really felt that that was, that was where the, they're impressive is that they, they fought back and, and they bounced back uh, on that end. So those, that comment from Kerr and then the respect to the organization that the Millers have built allows them to do these things. And a lot of people have said this recently, and I think people have to under, the patience of the Millers 
to allow Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder over the last few years to build this up to a 50 win, you know, on the edge of home court advantage, probably not, but right on the edge, 4-5 team in the Western Conference, is the key to all of it. And that is the fact that they um, is the fact that they stayed with the plan, didn't freak out, didn't make them change course, allowed them to go through the process, and have uh, organically built it. I want to talk more about the 20, 30, 40, 50 uh, here in a minute, but uh, first, let's talk about my uh, friend's at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Uh, There's two parts to this conversation. One is the Murdoch family. Uh, I got to know them uh, for this, did not know them before. Uh, They reached out, and and I went and sat down and and found about their business. And to listen to them talk about their business, uh, their goals, uh, what they want to achieve for you, the customer, was really, it was inspiring, Uh, a pride level that they, when they talk about uh, the customer leaving and being touched by the Murdoch family, uh, a pride level in doing little extra things that don't always match dollar figures, such as you know just the service department being open, online service, scheduling of service uh, for you, uh, free car washes, making sh- you know some oil change items to make sure that you always can get those things done to make your life easier because. You are in the group that bought a car from the Murdochs. The second part of this was getting to know Hyundai. And uh, that has been really eye-opening. In fact, I was with some friends in the Bay Area the other day, and they were, like, telling about it. And actually, I was with a good friend from Seattle who uh, came down to visit me in Portland. He's like, boy, you know, your Hyundai ads are really convincing. And I was like, no, no, it's true. Like, it's a great car. I'm driving the Santa Fe Sport. I'm blown away by it. Uh, was one of my friends the other day said, have we all been fooled by brand names the whole time? Maybe, or just Hyundai's just doing a better job. But it is absolutely something you should put on your list before you make your final uh, purchase. I hope Robbie Bosco doesn't mind, but there's a story that Robbie uh, was searching and doing all the stuff you'd expect, looking at the Lexus and all those things. And then he came by the Murdochs and uh, went to the started driving the Santa Fe and was like, wait a sec, I get all the same things for like $20,000 less. Why would I possibly not do this? It's just a smart purchase. Uh, and the Murdochs pride themselves in having great inventory so that you can get the one you want. It's Murdochs at 4646 South State Street. Uh, Murdoch Hyundai of Murray. They also have a store in Linden and Logan, if those are more uh, convenient for you. Check it out. Add Hyundai to your list of things you're looking at. And uh, I think you'll be really, really impressed uh, by what you find out. All right, 20, 30, 40, 50. What, what does that mean? And why is it impressive? Uh, and the answer is because, and you think of teams that rise to 50 wins in an NBA season, what they're usually doing is they're drafting a Tim Duncan or a Shaquille O'Neal or uh, something of that sort. The Jazz did nothing. Of that sort, they drafted a Rudy Gobert, who's turning out to be a game-changing uh, player, and you know one of the great picks of all time, as he is a dominant first, first, second, or third team center. I mean, he's going to be All NBA this year. I have no doubt on that. I'm not sure he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but he's going to be awfully close, and he's going to be first team. He's going to be one of the All NBA players, which is just a you know that's a remarkable uh, accomplishment to uh, to be all NBA top 15 player in the NBA. And he and he's, you know, I tweeted last night, he is a great and I mean great offensive player. And it's about time everyone realizes that. But but so the Jazz organically grew. That was I mean Kevin Durant's comments after the game the other night 
I'm so impressed by how Rudy's grown. Gordon Hayward's grown. This has been about player development. This is about player commitment. This is about coaching commitment. And they have found a way to build this from 20 better coaching, 20, 30, 40, 50. That's truly a accomplishment of, of what everyone in the NBA is trying to do. Bring in the players. You're not going to hit. We didn't hit on Trey Burke. We're still waiting to find out about Dante Exum. Uh, Trey Lyles is still a question mark. Rodney Hood is is maybe who he is, maybe not the star that some people wanted to make him, though I'm not sure I ever thought he was. I think he's a really good player. Uh, it's a great pick. And, and develop around it, and then they added the veterans to it and have moved their way up in just a truly kind of uh, – to, as you can hear from everybody else talking about awe-inspiring way to the rest of the league. And to do that, to go from 25 to 38 to 40 to 50 in a four-year span, win this division, uh, is something that is t- the league is taking note of, pun intended, and is really a sign of that de- the development, uh, the commitment of the players. Let's never underestimate that. It's nice to talk about the organization and everything else, but the commitment of the players is what's driving this. Uh, more so than anyone else, and so then that's a credit to Dennis Lindsay for and Kevin O'Connor for getting players uh, that are going to do that and going to have uh, that commitment. Uh, specifically to last night's game, I thought the veteran presence was really kicked in. Uh, I thought Boris was really good. If you look at the box score line, it was a late night game. If you didn't watch it, I'm not sure you would see that. Uh, but I thought Boris was was really solid. He was in the right place. He moved the basketball. He understood the defensive schemes. Uh, he had five. You know, we had five guys last night with five assists or more. We had twenty nine assists. We had more assists than the Warriors last night. Uh, I, I, the game plan was to try to get the Warriors to make unassisted field goals. They they have those forty nine games of thirty or more assists, and last night they had twenty five, and. To me, what jumped out about, you know, that's that's what the Jazz were able to do. Now, the Warriors were, again, some different guys, and maybe if they play their regular guys, they get to that 30 number, but they, they didn't seem to be. I mean, when you, at the three at the three-quarter mark of this game, which is when, you know, really, that's when they sat down, their primary guys. Durant played with the second unit to open up the fourth quarters. They regularly will. Uh, they, they were 21 assists, so they were pacing at seven a quarter. They weren't pacing it, uh, getting to 30, and the Jazz were at 20. Uh, the Jazz really moved the ball uh, beautifully last night. I think Dia was a large part of that. Joe Johnson was too. Joe Johnson last night ends up having, you know, a, a huge fourth quarter with 13 points, and they just go to him and milk him, and he's just getting ready. And the more rest he gets, the better he is. He shoots 54% in games in which he has two or more days rest and 50% from three. Uh, and he has 19 points, five rebounds, and five assists, But he just, and was great from three, five of seven. Uh, he, he may have moved him with Ingles going one of six uh, and George going five of seven last night. We might have had some switching in who's the best three-point shooters on the team there. It's been an interesting little battle. Four guys are hovering right around 40%, which as teams begin to take away Rudy's role more and more is going to be even more important for the Jazz in the playoffs. Uh, it's why I, I don't know what we're going to do about point guard rotation, uh, and, I, and we'll talk about that another day. Uh, this week, but uh, you know, so Boris, Joe, and then obviously George Hill got back out of the floor, played 18 minutes, had 20 points, was really, really good. But just the the veteran leadership of Joe Johnson, Boris Diaw, kind of unflustered by by playing the Warriors and the way they uh, attack you, and it's got to be exhausting. You make any mistake at all, and they they're gonna they come and get you. And it is, 
it's pretty it's pretty awesome, and they deserve huge credit for it. Uh, the Jazz now have five guys shooting over thirty. 7.5% from three. Hood at 37.5. Hayward at 39.9. Hill at 40.3. Joe Johnson at 41. And Joe Ingles at 44. You know, th- those are the guys who are going to play in the playoffs. And with Rudy rolling to the basket, that is going to be awfully tough to defend. Uh, if you're looking to go purchase tickets to an upcoming event of some sort, uh, whether it's a theater, uh, something snazzy, a sporting event, or a rock concert, Get your, I'm sounding old here on purpose, get your groove on. Uh, Then you should do it with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best app out there to buy tickets because of three primary reasons. One, they compile all the tickets from all the different sites in one spot for you. So if you're heading to a ball game and you want to know, you don't have to go search 23 different spots uh, to go get your tickets. If you want to go to Lady Gaga on uh, December 14th uh, coming up. The first thing is they compile all the tickets for you. Second thing is they give a seat ratings for every single ticket. Uh, right now, the seat ratings aren't very good to Lady Gaga. The concert's for a long time. Ticket buyers are in control. So then you set a price alert and say, I want to know, uh, or I can sort it by deal score. Uh, I want to know when certain prices are there. That's the other cool part about it. And so you can see the arena. You can see where the best seats are that you want to buy uh, to go see the concert. And then when you do it, uh, SeatGeek, uh, it's secure, it's on your phone, and it really is, it makes it, a, um, it, makes it a, a seamless, easy experience. Use the promo code LOJAZZ, that's L-O-Jazz, to get yourself a $20 rebate after your first purchase with SeatGeek. Download the app right now, go to the Settings tab, and enter in the promo code L-O-Jazz. All right, I'm just speculating here, but I would tell you that here's my guess on the playoff schedule uh, with little pieces of information. The word is that the Cleveland Cavaliers arena is busy on Saturday. So they have to play Sunday. That means the Warriors play Saturday because they want both the Warriors and the Cavaliers as the ABC games, unless they're going to change that stunningly, but I don't think so. The second thing the league probably wants to do is separate the Jazz Clippers series and the Blazer Warriors series because they're both West Coast series and they're the only games that are taking place in the Mountain or Central or Mountain or Pacific time zone. Everything else is Central or Eastern time zone. And so as the week goes on, you need to have the Clippers Jazz series and the Warriors uh, Blazer series on different days. Makes sense. So if, in fact, we open in L.A. and you look at last year's TV schedule of the playoffs, L.A. opened the late-night Sunday night game on TNT. That seems to be, to me, the most likely scenario uh, because of the fact that we're the only West Coast time zone other than the Warriors-Blazers, and the Warriors are not playing at night on Saturday or Sunday. They're an ABC game. They're the must-see TV. The, then what's interesting is the way the schedule broke out last year is the game two is not until Wednesday. If game two is not till Wednesday, then the league would like they, they'll do it, um, but we would like them to avoid Sundays in Salt Lake, and this would make sense if they were to do this again. Last year, then that schedule went Saturday, Monday, then Wednesday, Friday, 
Sunday to close with Game 7 Sunday in L.A. if this is with the Clippers with home court. Uh, This... This makes sense. Uh, it would be fabulous for us if that took place. We, the Clippers would be fresh too, but we probably need that health a little bit more. We would only play you know, two games in the first five days of the playoffs and only two games in a, in a week. Uh, would be, so that would be a really super, super swing uh, for us if that possibly uh, can take place. So we'll, we'll see whether or not that's the case. It would be, that would be really uh, terrific. Uh, final thing uh, play, NBA-wise uh, today uh, if Boston wins, they get home court. Just kind of a real stunner that Cleveland rested those guys and kind of gave up uh, home court. I, I'm just not quite sure how that happened, but Boston closes against Milwaukee and could have the number one seed in the playoffs. Miami plays uh, against Washington, has to win, and Chicago plays Brooklyn, has to lose for Miami to make the playoffs. So Miami may not make the playoffs despite their flurry. And the Clippers play Sacramento uh, an hour and a half after us in L.A. on the final night of the season. And because uh, our game has been moved till 7, by the way. Make sure everybody knows that. We're back to 7 o'clock on, on Wednesday. And uh, the Jazz... Uh, so... You know, we won't know if we're going – if we win that game against the Spurs, then we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Clippers before we know if we're traveling or not. So the playoff schedule probably does not come out until late Wednesday night officially. That's why I speculated uh, today. Uh, by the way, uh, Jazz playoff tickets are available, and season tickets for next year get you better playoff tickets for this year. So why don't you jump on utahjazz.com for you. Buy season tickets for next year. That you can get yourself playoff tickets uh, for this year. You can buy the first playoff game uh, and and get the Spurs game half off right now. So that's a really cool deal. Buy your first playoff game, game one. You get the Spurs game half off at utahjazz.com. That is Locked on Jazz. Thanks to Murdoch Hyundai as well as SeatGeek, promo code LOJazz. And this is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.